1: Hey, this is Madison Olds and you're listening to Tobin Tonight.
0: How are things going your way? Like how, like really getting into it. Like I know we're still kind of in COVID. Newfoundland, I feel like we're a little bit more or less out of the woods we're on an island so we're out of the woods on every everything in general (laughs) but how are things your way with uh covid
1: good i mean i'm in vancouver so i feel like we're actually kind of going back a stage i know starting monday there's the vaccine passport and a lot of events have shut down i was supposed to do a festival first week of september that got completely shut down because we were hoping to get into stage four we did not our numbers are not getting better it's frustrating but I've really learned to see that my industry is not just about touring and and you can actually do better online. You kind of do it from like the safety of your home. I've definitely become an introvert through the last two years. I'm enjoying it. I like my little routine, my little pork chop dinner and then bed by eight. That's a little extreme, (laughs) but it's definitely the pork chop dinner part. It's been okay. Last year, I feel like it was a little bit easier covid didn't feel as real this year it's it's definitely a lot more serious still writing hopefully releasing there might be a single coming out not too, not too yeah. late in the year <laughs> and i'm actually full-fledged christmas mode right now so I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a christmas album
0: oh okay that that works perfectly for me i'm all about christmas and i love that when you go on when, when you go on social media now i believe like tyler shaw even had a little thing like i love when people like kind of sneak it but without like having the whole story be about it like he literally sat there or whatever stood there for like 10 seconds and the last 3 seconds he's like yeah i'm working on a christmas album i'm like <laughs> i'm like okay you got me in
1: i feel like the next one i'd like to work on is like a halloween album i'm like so seasonal i start celebrating all my seasonal stuff four months before it actually happens. so i've been doing halloween for two months i'll start in about a couple weeks here and i just i feel like that's uh something people don't do are the halloween songs and i'm all about the spooky and you know it's a great party so maybe next year
0: it kind of skips over for me it's almost like once september comes it's like all right christmas people like you have you have your birthday in october and halloween i'm like yeah but once Halloween's over, you know it's full Christmas mode, regardless. But I do find that there you're right, there's not a lot of Halloween songs. Actually, yeah. if I was Ed Mark or Ed Sharon's marketing team, I'd be like, bad habits to me should have came out around now. Yeah. I don't know why it came out. Like again, I'm not I'm not going in Ed Sharon's label and be like, yo, listen, I I'm a 29 year old. I know it all. They're just they're <laughs> like, Yeah, Ed Sharon's doing okay. I'm like, but listen, yeah. just listen Speaking to me. Truth.
1: I feel like Years ago, when like the Family Channel and Disney Channel was really bopping, and you got to see all the music videos, a lot of Halloween music, and now it's just nobody cares. Maybe music's just too disposable now, and they just know it's not going to have a return the next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I, we have like so the family. I, I know when we went to a trip in Florida, I've seen a lot of like the Disney Channel, like the actual like it was like as a 16 year old, I felt like I'm a little bit out of my element here, but at the same point, it's like watching. The sweet life of Zach and Cody, and then seeing them do, hey, you're watching Disney. I'm like, hold the phone. In Canada, we don't see the Zach and Cody Disney. We see like maybe Ashley Tisdale do it. I'm like, this is kind of interesting in itself. But yeah, I do remember seeing a lot of like the Halloween stuff. Like I think they did a lot of good promotions. Like I believe Selena Gomez had um, Corella Deville. Like she did a song for that, and she was still in like Wizard of Waverly Place. And I was like. Good marketing because you're kind of expanding her from okay, this is what she's going into but I think the one one that really stands out up here for family Channel is and I would have loved to have her on to actually mention it to but like they used to do these like little clips in between shows I think they were doing a clip with Michelle Branch of how she got her break with Santana or her first record and she was like, yeah she's like I robbed a golf cart and that's how I and I was like, hold on Disney you're promoting. Basically, she robbed a golf cart. But then again, it's Michelle Branch. You're like, well, it all worked out, I guess. So (laughs) (laughs) it was funny. (laughs) Yeah, like those clips. But you don't see that as much with any channel. Like YTV here used to have like Carlos. And oh Sugar god. I
1: met him Way back when Your girl was on YTV's the next star
0: Oh really? Oh nice
1: <laughs> Yeah it's not one of my proudest moments And I never quite made it To the point where it actually mattered It was always like a step behind Or like the yeah. virtual star But I met him And he was just super lovely To talk to And I actually saw him In an airport one time When I was before that And I was like Oh my god like superstar yeah. fangirl and i feel like television is so different now i mean most of it's all just streaming platforms and uh disney plus is great and they do an awesome job of having like the halloween collection where you can you know yeah. something and it shows all of it but other than that like you're right they don't have the fun specials or the songs or the music videos or the trivia games or you know late night stuff and it's just weird
0: i used to love family channel like watching it on weekends watching it like pretty much all day because i remember on weekends people would try to literally drag me out of the house because I'm like, dude, Boy Meets World is on, they're smart guy, yeah. even Stevens. Like, you are not dragging <laughs> even me away. Stevens, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Born> classic. <laughs> yeah. You're not dragging me away from this, but like the only time that I guess they you could get me away from Family Channel is like September, early October comes around, then every second ad is like, halloween town halloween like i've literally
1: watched it four times already this month
0: (laughs) and there was like i guess hocus pocus and other ones too but like as soon as those started coming on i was like all right now i'm gonna start watching a little less disney not because i don't like halloween movies it's just like you're just over promoting this too much where i'm like all right, October, blah, blah, blah. At this hour, I'm not watching it because I know this is on.
1: That's when I like dove right in. It was yeah, like you're... shutting the door. You couldn't get me outside. Yeah. I looked like a hermit.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, where's Madison to? It's like, actually, it's that time of the month. It's like, oh, she's having, no, it's not that time of the month. It's, it's the other time of the month. Yeah.
1: My teeth turn into candy corn. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, you like candy corn?
1: I love candy
0: corn. Oh, man. I can't stand candy corn.
1: Our Walmart just got the Pillsbury Doughboy with the. Like the pumpkin and the ghost in it as well. I bought four packets. Like, I'm so obsessed with Halloween food and candy. I've had yeah. pumpkins out since um, August filled with like Halloween candy because obviously Costco is yeah. on the same schedule that I'm on. So.
0: <laughs> I want to ask because like we'll eventually get into the whole music side of things, but this podcast is basically not your standard QA. So it goes <laughs> everywhere, which I enjoy. But when you were talking about the Family Channel and Halloween, I know we kind of went off the point of. They kind of promote Halloween, and that's when I tune out, but you obviously tune in. But I came back to tune in when I seen, like, I-, I could be wrong about this. Now, I know much music did it, and I feel like Disney or family would do it, but it was, like, Hillary Duff's Santa Claus Lane, 98 Degrees, This Gift.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I think, wasn't there also... A Lizzie McGuire episode with I want to say Jesse McCartney was in it, and it was like a total Christmas one. And they went, she like snuck onto this film set. I can't believe I remember this, and they like filmed this music video with Jesse McCartney, and that is probably the most iconic Christmas episode yeah. I can
0: ever. I, I, now the the only reason that I remember this and I feel like I'm, I'll go with 98% that I'm confident in this answer. I think it was Aaron Carter oh, because, thank you. Yes. because okay. at this time it was like the whole thing where it was like Hillary Doff, and Lindsay Lohan were almost like his side, like his right. girlfriends. And then they had this right. whole. And I'm like, oh, great, two Disney girls going after Aaron Carter with some <laughs> cute
1: blonde pop singer. Anyway, so yeah. Jesse yeah. McCartney, Aaron Carter, yeah. they're both
0: kind no, of. No, it's, it, it's, it's it's yeah, it's it's fair for the like the longest time. It's it's interesting. I do this kind of podcast for the longest time. I'd be like playing uh, wrestling with my friends on video games, and he had a sister that would collect all the pop magazines, and I seen like. Jesse McCartney on a cover. I'm like, who is that? And then, like, how old are you? How do you not know these people? I'm like, I'm terrified for myself. I don't know what's trending now. And I feel like now I'm after catching up to that point where someone, I, I have a, a neighbor on the street that plays basketball. And as a joke, they're only like 10, they call her Billie Eilash. And I'm like, I don't know if you know it's Billie Eilish, or are you trying to convince me that she's changed her name to Billie Eilash? And then it's like, you're behind the times. I'm like, I don't keep up with you.
1: I'm ahead of the times. Like <laughs> you need know. to keep up with me. <laughs>
0: it's like mentioned the Backstreet Boys to like some kids and they're like, What are you talking about? Like, I literally put music on when I play basketball. And I feel like my age group, they will love the 90s stuff. And then this like the neighbors I have now, because we're in like a youthful community, they want to hear Dua Lipa at yeah, Sharon. <laughs> but but like, yeah, the moment you don't even put on like something very old. It could be like Lady Gaga poker face and they're like who is this and i'm just like i i have to go inside and never come back out i'm scared
1: it's crazy it is so crazy and i feel like that's kind of been a problem with music and it's as a musician it's there's like the pros and the cons and I know yeah. we weren't talking about the music side but it just no, no, went go down. ahead but music has become so disposable whereas i Maybe Disney was great with that, where they constantly just played the same five or six songs over and over. It was like the Jonas Brothers or Miley Cyrus, or maybe it was a Hannah Montana song, if you were lucky. It was the same songs over and over, and it took a long time for them to release another single. So you waited, and you fell in love with it, and you listened to it. And now artists come out with a new song every Friday, and people are over it so quickly. Like things with TikTok. Like you're trending and then you're just so irrelevant it's, yeah. it's really wild and i don't know if it's a good thing because it makes room for people to blow up or maybe it's a bad thing because it's super easy to come and go
0: i feel like so the example i don't want to put him on the spot here but it's like i, I hope we don't take it the wrong way because I, I guess in a way i'm trying to go agree with you in this sense but it's like uh eric etheridge like a canadian country yeah. singer like he came out with dream girl not that long ago And we had him on a podcast talking about, but I feel like if it was back in just say the early 2000s, you would still be talking about Eric Etheridge's Dream Girl, like depending on how well it was promoted and whatever you'd be like, Oh, it's like, that's a good song. It's like, I can't wait for the next one. But like, literally now with all, like you just said, it's like Dream Girl. And it's like, okay, feed me more, inject me with more songs. It's like, I don't have any, I actually stayed and produce this for like a year just so that this would be out in a year it's like okay i heard it i want more it's like i don't have more
1: (laughs) i know i know it's so crazy and the cost to record a song is so expensive now too so an artist will spend a whole year saving up and then they'll release it and they're like hey what's next and you're like um well let me just empty up my pockets (laughs) i'll sell my kidney
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's like i remember growing up and i liked so I was a big fan of Backstreet Boys and I think I had like two or three CDs and like when you're younger you would have like two or three singles in the span of maybe a year and that was it like and then that's your CD and then they'd come out with maybe or give it like I guess a year and a half whatever but you're like okay I got this CD and then they give it a year maybe two years whatever and then another CD but like you would look at that CD and you're like, okay, you put out three songs, but there's 12 on here. Like, why don't you release all 12? It's like, well, they're trying to make money, obviously. Yeah. So they're right. So they've got three songs here, then the next one will have three hits. But that I feel like again, I'm not a musician, so I feel like that works. But today, I think a lot of musicians say, like, it's it takes a while to stream. Yeah. And then people listen to your song. And then I, I will be guilty of this too, where it takes me like maybe three or four listens before I'm really like, okay, did this stay with me? And then, then it's almost, like, as, as shitty as it sounds, but, you know, to people out there, it's like, do I want to pay a dollar ninety nine for this? It's yeah. like, really? Do you want to pay a dollar ninety nine for this? It's like, but then you used to go out and buy an album for, like, 20 bucks that had 10 yeah. songs, and you didn't even know if what the other be. eight, yeah. <laughs> but now, all of a sudden, it's like, I hear a little bit of a sample. I mm. think it's good. I'll download it. And then it's like, oh, well, she has three other songs. It's like, I got to pick one out of the three that I really like. It's like, yeah. Okay.
1: Or you just go to their YouTube and like listen to their like free audio files.
0: Yeah. Or you just do like what the classic. Well, we don't have LimeWire now, but it's like you you used to go to like YouTube to MP4 converter. I'm like, there you go. I didn't have to pay the artist. I'm like, I understand if you're a student that's like pretty much broke and you want to listen to like whatever. Support them in another way. Retweet it. Reshare it. Whatever. But like, if you're making good money. I don't see why you can't contribute like the dollar too. But dollar, yeah. There's probably like when this episode goes up, there's gonna be people like, "Oh yeah, it's easy for you to say." I'm like, <laughs> I guess.
1: Or even like Spotify, you can do like the free, free stuff now for. I guess you just get the ads, or do they offer the free Spotify? I don't even know. I don't. I, but...
0: I think it's like yeah. I think I see it every so often where I know with like all these different apps, it's like YouTube for three months where you avoid ads, and I think it's yeah. Spotify. You can the thing that I and maybe it's just me with Spotify, is that I will go to find a song that I like and then they'll play me a whole different song by like that artist. I'm like, but I came <laughs> here for this one. And I'm like, yeah, but you play might like play this play one. On I'm like, Radio. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, That you know what? Spotify is one of those ones too where like you either love it or you hate it. And uh, I have like artist friends who can't stand Spotify and they love Apple and iTunes. Yeah. And I'm just like the only one that's ever given support to like the extent of being like wow this is really exciting it's been spotify and yeah. i cannot stand the other, yeah. the other platforms and i i think it's just super funny i think it's pretty like dummy proof as well like you know it's
0: pretty user friendly I, I, I feel like for me it's like growing up with like itunes and the whole windows media library like i get it like so when you want to go download someone's song. It's like iTunes is like right there where it's like, here's a sample, here's other songs. So it's, it feels like that's a little bit more, I guess, user-friendly, yeah. right? But I, I like Spotify in the sense that they're the ones that are coming out on Instagram and stuff saying, do you like the indie pop mix? Do you like this yeah. mix? We just started this. And artists will then share it and be like, oh, thank you. Like, I think Robin Adelini was like, thank you for adding me to like the country pop list. I'm like, that's giving them more exposure, which is good. And I believe the actual reason I came across yours and I and I hope this isn't insulting to you, but it was like, <laughs> um you know just you go through social media you go through things on instagram and i believe it was like a sponsored ad came up where i think it was indie pop that was like in spotify and i thought oh like this is a weird catchy song and i kind of joke with people like sometimes i like that they don't advertise not that i'm shitting on canada but like sometimes there's that whole like oh it's a canadian act like yeah. whatever so i i was just like this doesn't sound very canadianist to me uh, this sounds like something that, like, I was like, oh, it's like, this sounds like something that could have been from the States. And then when I seen the image artwork, too, I was like, it's like, man, she kind of reminds me of, like, a uh, Hannah Montana.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll take yeah. it. I'll totally yeah. take it. I cut my mullet uh, last summer to look just like yeah. Miley. So yeah. that's the greatest yeah. compliment. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, and I I, I want to give you this compliment, too, just because I I think it's interesting. Like, again, everyone has and we mentioned this on the podcast too, like people overcome obstacles, people have their own little battles that they face, but I like that you were kind of vocal about it. I believe I'm on one of your Instagram posts. You're like, you didn't like your eyes for some reason. And like, I get that with someone that has like big ass ears. Like when someone says, <laughs> did you hear us from over there? I'm like, Duh. I'm like, or it's like you the- know what's
1: so funny? I can't even see your ears, and I think that that's the like literally the funniest thing. I always talk about how sometimes I feel like my eyes are too big, yeah. my nose is too big. I have a very like Polish family, and sometimes a schnoz. It's like such a big insecurity, and I'll talk to friends. And they're like, "Oh, your nose is my favorite part of you," and it's yeah. just so funny how we can pick apart ourselves and you talking about your ears like i didn't even notice your ears yeah. at all and yeah. i still don't even notice them, <laughs> so.
0: it's just it's just because like the way i'm turned one minute i'll just turn over oh, this and be like damn that's a big ass ear he got and i'll be like i'll be like thank you i remember it's like i love adam sandler but at the point that i think it was in one of the movies i think it's like the longest yard or something i don't know who, which line it is but someone was like do you, do you pick up stuff or like do you pick up radio on those ears and i was just still like. And when I went to school, that was like the go to thing to make fun of me was like, and I was just like, man, I don't like you, Adam Sandler. Why did you make this easy for them? <laughs> such a good joke it <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah, well. It's yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like there are other Adam Sandler jokes that you're like, oh, I'll use it against them. But then this one was just like, you pick up radio on that thing. I'm just like, where'd you hear that from? They're like, did you see The Longest Yard? I'm like, no, Adam, no. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> <The trail. laughs> yeah. I want to ask you because it's, you know, the best part of me. That's the, I believe that's the the song when I was listening to that on Spotify. Now, again, like I said, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I I'm still giving it a few listens before actually downloading it, but it has stuck in my mind. So that's stage two, stage two for me is like, Hey, it's (laughs) trending. It's getting there. Now, if I had my niece or nephew over, they'd be like, just download the damn song. You listen to it enough. I'm like, you're right. I should probably do that. (laughs) Um, and I probably, I probably will next time I'm like on iTunes. Uh, but I want to ask you like, Tell me a little bit of the thought process behind that song. And, like, I've seen, that people have done remixes of that. Like, I know some people kind of are, like, bittersweet towards remixes where they're like, I like the original better. And then some artists is like, you can like what you like. I think this remix is great. Like, what's (laughs) your take on all that?
1: I mean, sometimes I I think a remix is almost better than the original, depending on what you want out of it. If you want to go to a festival and rave out to it definitely remixes you know better for that it depends if you're a purist with like acoustic songs sometimes i think that they're better on the original side but with the best part of me it was kind of a funny story i was down in nashville for a couple weeks and i was it was like my first time to nashville by myself and i was super scared i was in this house where this it was like a shared airbnb and this grown man left a mess in the bathroom and it was like that's I'll leave it super polite but as a 20 year old I did not want to have to clean up after this grown-ass and um, there was a really bad like rainstorm I was supposed to go to this writing session with two people I had no idea who they were and I was like look at my uber app it was like a $300 uber one way because there was like a weather like surge charge or whatever. And I was like, what the hell? Okay, I'm canceling. It's ridiculous. And then I was like, okay, fine. You know, the introverted me won. I'm not going to go to this writing session and be out of my comfort zone. And then the next day they're like, well, do you guys want to write? And it was like, it was a really weird situation. It was like an hour away. I didn't know either of them. We like had coffee, didn't know them. And then I was just super anxiety, which isn't normally my thing either. Like, I mean, I I mean, anxiety, I do struggle with. Lot, yeah, yeah. But I never let it get the best of me when it comes to my business because I think music is a creative art form, but it's also business, and you have to be super professional when you like show up to a writing session. And I make sure that whatever I'm struggling with internally, I never let affect a write or you know somebody else's experience with me. But it was the first time where I was like, I just really want to lay on the floor and cry today. And they're like, that's a really good line for a song. We should write that. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And so it was just really good that I was having a bad day. (laughs) We got to write about it. And then I kind of just sat on the song. I was, I liked it. I was like, "Well, you know, we'll see what happens with it. I wrote a couple other songs. And then a girl who didn't end up using the song was filming a movie and bc was like an indie project and she said hey um my song's all about like mental health and and women who struggle with it you know do you have any music that would be up that alley and i was like well i kind of have a song about mental health but it isn't produced um yeah. so i could you know reach out to producer uh, and the producer i work with is ryan worsley and he said yeah we could produce this up and so he he and i kind of like fixed up some lyrics and and then we uh produced it and it didn't end up getting used but the song ended up just being a perfect little anthem, especially because 2020 was just about to hit. (laughs) I think people who have uh, struggled with mental health really struggled uh, in 2020 and 2021 with the isolation and just the chaos that we're living in. And and so I think it was all meant to be with that song. It was a song that wasn't gonna be released and I'm glad that it was.
0: Yeah, like I think it's interesting because sometimes when you look at social media and you see like people kind of reach out to an artist or like, I now I'm not on the music side of things. It'd be funny if I wrote a song that'd be like, oh, this really helped me through my mental health. I'd be like, dude, all I literally said in that song was, <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah, that really helped me. That cheered me up. I'm like, oh, do you, <laughs> yeah, man? Do, do, yeah, do you. But like, I, I seen one the other day, and I think either you shared it or I think you liked it. I, I don't even know if it was Twitter, but it was like, uh, it was like someone from Vancouver. I don't know if they were from Cantaloupes or somewhere out there, but they were like, yeah it's like i didn't even know this artist was from like bc and like now i follow her and like i like her music and i'm like that has to kind of i guess in like the hometown sense like kind of reach out to you in somewhat of a way like someone from that area just goes like man i didn't even know she was from our my area but now she is i'm kind of glad to call her one of my own like i know it's a weird way of putting it but i yeah. does that kind of like reach out to you of like man okay like does it kind of motivate you or be like, oh, this is cool. People actually notice that I'm doing things here.
1: I totally thought like my whole identity was built off of music. And I just assumed people thought that I was the weird music geek from high school <laughs> that bullied me. And she you're not. With it. <laughs> but no. Apparently I'm not. And I talked to people and they're like, I had no idea that you're a musician. I was like, oh, what? But like, that's what my whole social media is about. But okay. yeah. And it's really exciting, though, because I. Um, I think there's a fear of becoming a musician and then that being your whole identity and you get consumed by it or lost but it's nice to know that people still think of me as just like a person who plays music rather than the musician or a musician like i'm just a person who likes music and so it's kind of nice to have that and obviously in my hometown i'm super super proud that people like the music there and they want to support me not because i'm from there but because they actually really like the music and i think that's always a good feeling and i mean also you know they have to because i'm local
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like i feel i I can't really relate to that because i'm a newfoundlander and i'm like dude guys i'm a newfoundlander support me they're like yeah but how many funny newfoundlanders are there out there? i'm like okay point 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 (laughs) taken (laughs) yeah i have friends i have on like facebook that i i know know that i don't have a podcast and like i will like I, I know it's not maybe the most professional way of doing things but if I go live I put it on like my own Facebook yeah. and then I put it on like Toby tonight's Facebook and like wherever but I feel like there's still a crowd out there that's like 3 years after and they've probably kept up with me to like so what do you do I'm like I, I do podcasting like literally I post live a lot of the times and I'm like oh oh I thought that was just you interviewing friends I'm like well yeah they're my friends now but yeah <laughs> you know, like like you know come on but i'm okay with yeah. it, it kind of keeps you humble i guess in a way yeah right yeah right Not like imagine
1: more of that
0: but <laughs> yeah 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 imagine if you were like you know over over the moon every time you put like what do you mean you never watched my live it's like yeah we invite <laughs> brian out tonight don't make a big deal of but you come up in like a limo with like a jacket on be like hey guys no like we told you, you to keep it live. subtle it's like how many li- how many people actually watched your life it's like five last week it was only three i'm moving up like i went viral yeah i went viral <laughs> i want to ask you too because i know this is like a love-hate relationship with myself and maybe to others i, I don't i well let's not speak for others let's just speak for myself because i don't want to be canceled but it's like i don't know how i feel about tiktok there are times that i like like tiktok because like there are original good content i had yeah. this argument with robin adelini where she's like i think your algorithm's just messed up i'm like fair I enough but a lot of the times that i see things it's just like girls in bikinis doing that whole like like doing this with their hands because there's questions on the screens and then doing the whole i i don't know thing with their and i'm just like i don't get that there's ones where it's literally like the robotic voice where it's like i took my dog out to see a dentist and i'm like okay
1: oh like the siri voiceover
0: yeah so i i don't like those but how's your relationship with tiktok because i know you kind of use tiktok not only for your music side but like i believe one of the ones i stumbled across was you saying it was like you dancing with your partner and yeah. you're like, this is it's like, I swear this is cool. And I'm just like, maybe it is. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know what? I struggled with TikTok for so long because I thought of it as a business platform. I was like, you know, this is a great way to grow my platform, to grow my following, to share yeah. my music. And it was so depressing because I'd spend hours on this content and have very little validation which is a terrible thing to say but really that's why we post on social is for social validation yeah and i was like what am i doing wrong am i just you know not wearing enough of a bikini <laughs> am i not or... validated yeah am i, am I not enough <laughs> to be validated yeah. and then i kind of just stopped i took a big break for a couple months and then actually i think like the first viral video i had i put vitamin c on my hair okay because i regretted tying it brown which a year later i did anyway so fuck that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry fudge that and it hit like a million views and then i did a video of my dad and it hit a million likes and i was like what like this just yes. doesn't even make sense i like pranked my dad where it's like you know what a cal spell and what is V E S spell and then what does it spell together and he's like calvez and i was like no it's calves but good try and people loved it like all those video sharing ones on like tiktok and instagram like millions they're like hey can we license your video i was like no this is my dad like screw off and um it's like it didn't make sense to me and then i started to realize that tiktok is strictly just entertainment it's not Anything you take for face value. And then um, my partner is in a wheelchair. He broke his back four years ago, or four, I guess four and a half years ago now, racing motorcycles. And okay. um, in Canada, we don't offer any sort of treatment beyond accident. We offer surgery for you know bars or implants or anything like that. But as far as uh, after injury, you're kind of just up to yourself. And okay. I come from a very big dreaming family where I believe in possibilities and nothing is impossible and nothing is too big of a dream. And, started to do some research because I just knew that if there was a way to get him back on his feet, I was going to be one to find out. And I started to do a little bit of research of stem cells and realized it was a $100,000 treatment. And I was like, okay, well, there's that dream and there it goes back down the toilet. And... Then I realized, hey, I've got this great app. Um, there's amazing TikTokers on there. I mean, like at that point, Ellen hadn't been canceled, so I was taking yes. Ellen as well. Uh, David Dobrik had not been canceled at that point either, and I think he's kind of made a full circle, though. Thank God, he does a yeah. lot of good things for a lot of people. And- you know, despite the controversy. And I started to dance. Uh, It was really silly. It had zero meaning, but I knew that if I could make some money to help my boyfriend walk again, it was totally worth it to me. So I started dancing in September and the first video, I think around hit 5 million views. And then we just started to go up from there. I ended up gaining about 400,000 followers in a couple months and raised the $100,000 in three months. And it was, it was great. So there, you know, I haven't had a lot of success with my music and I think it's really disappointing um, when you spend a lot of work putting together songs and videos <laughs> and you get zero validation and then you throw up a 30 second dance video that you spent two minutes on and it hits six million views and you're like what?
0: Yeah, yeah it's kind of like what what is society that we live in? Yeah but, but
1: I, I think I came to realize that people on TikTok love to support a good cause and yeah. while the videos weren't like super interesting uh, and the dances you know They are silly. They wanted to see uh, an underdog win. They wanted to see somebody have uh, a miracle happen in their life and they wanted to be a part of it. And so I think TikTok is a great platform if you're trying to spread the word or you're just trying to have a good laugh or you're just being silly and it doesn't matter. Uh, But if you take the app too seriously, it'll totally ruin you.
0: I feel like there's a dynamic to that now as we get older. Like I feel like I grew up with MSN. So it's like the MSN chat where it was like you just that's how you would talk to your friends, engage with your friends then yeah. became texting and then like facebook used to write on people's walls and statuses used to have is in it and like yeah. i used to i as a comedian that's like i call it like a, a closet comedian because it's like i don't do stand up it's just one of those things i'm like i think this is funny but i don't know if everyone else would but it's like what big think of an ego would you have to have on facebook when you're like 18 and it's like desiree is going to bed call or text i'm like go to fucking bed desiree yeah. like who's gonna and like call or text you're going to bed yeah. Or, like, you know, the generation that grew up with, like, I guess, emo music too, where it's like, I had such a bad day. It's like, don't call or text. And then you put in your text, like, you put in your phone number. I'm like, yeah. who's that for?
1: <laughs> or like yeah. I, I had a lot of friends where they'd post on Facebook, they're like, Oh new new number, text me. And it was like the same number every single time. But it was just a way to get new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's this guy, um, his name's Julian Smith. I don't know if you've seen his stuff on YouTube. He's he used to be like a comedy content okay. creator and uh, he stopped years ago because social media just drove him nuts and he's like, What is this world coming to? But his stuff is really funny and he has this one video um called The Twenty Five Things I Hate About Facebook and it's it literally just talks about all those things he's like poking what's like why why is poking a thing and he does like a scene for everything and i would recommend watching his stuff he has a very twisted sense of humor Um, oh that's the best kind yeah you would you would love it (laughs) julian smith very funny uh it's probably been a long time since he's created a a short skit but they're they're great ones to watch especially yeah the weird humor
0: <laughs> when you were growing up like I, I asked this to a lot of musicians that come on just because you know everyone has a different kind of genre they were interested in or artists they were interested in but like where did you find your influence like were you a much music kid did you watch much music and be like i like that person
1: no i actually we didn't have a lot of television growing up so we had a TV hold on spit take no. <laughs> we Well we had a television but it was like mostly VHS movies because my parents didn't want to pay for cable So like some summers we'd have it and like I would watch Disney all freaking day But then there would be like four years where we just didn't have cable and that was fine and we were okay with it Yeah um, But I had this great CD player that if I danced too hard in my bedroom It would skip and I'd have to like kick it a little and then I'd have to back up and like, dance again yeah. But the albums I distinctly remember, or the album, I guess. Like, there were songs, my dad would make mixtapes. It was great. There was, like, Will Smith's Men in Black song that he did. Oh, here come
0: the Men in Black. (laughs)
1: Like, that was on it. Space Jam was on it. I had Smash Mouth on it. But the one, I have to quickly look it up on my Spotify right now because um, the one album I had was uh, World Click by D Light. Okay. I don't know if you know Delight. They have like the one song was like "What is Love." It's like very uh, you know okay. retro '90s. But I just like my dad had this wall of CDs of you know all these great '80s and '90s bands. And so I, I definitely grew up with music not uh, around my time. Like I didn't listen to Backstreet Boys. I didn't listen to Britney. I didn't listen to like any of those artists. I literally listened to like You Two. <laughs> Yazoo, David Bowie. Okay. Me, like all these bands. And uh a big one was actually Michael Jackson. And I don't even know if you can say that anymore. But, you know. I feel
0: that's safe to say. Why I, when, to say? I feel like it's, listen, there's going to be people out there that don't like certain art. We had this yeah. debate with other people where it was like, uh I think it was a debate that I said, like, you can still like the music and then debate the person. It's like, yeah. listen, I grew up listening to Chris Brown. I loved Run It. I loved like a me lot too. of Chris. Yeah. But then it's like, then I'm just like, Chris, you're not helping me defend you anymore. Like, there's oh a point God. where I there's a point when like, yeah, when he like did the thing with Rihanna, I'm like, OK, that's bad. I'm not defending you for that. But your music is still great. Same with Rihanna's. But then there's a point where it's like now you're throwing things out of interviews. You're throwing yeah. chairs. I'm like, listen, I'll still listen to run it. But if someone's like, Yeah, Chris Brown wants to talk to you. I'm like, no, thank you.
1: Okay, I have the funniest Chris Brown story that is like first-person experience that you okay It's very funny and I love getting to share this So I had a band uh, a couple years ago called Beats and the Bare Bones and we would go to Nashville a lot because we were working with Lennon Stella's dad. Yeah, and so we go to the sound Emporium, which is like the greatest studio They say and we go I'm really excited. It's our uh, first day of recording We're in the big studio and all of a sudden the front desk lady comes up she goes um there's a very high profile artist coming in and you guys can't use the bathrooms anymore we're like i'm paying just as much as he is to be here i'm gonna use the freaking bathroom if i want to use the bathroom you can't use the bathroom i was like well i'm gonna use the bathroom and so we had some people who were friends of the producer who like came and hung out and uh one of my bandmates was in the bathroom and she locked the door and so this other girl was like oh, okay well I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the bathroom and she like opened the door and there's Chris Brown having a deuce <laughs> on the toilet and she goes ah I'm so sorry and I like come she comes out and I like go running down to go to the bathroom and like there's Chris next to one of his guys and the guy grabs me by the arms and he goes why them Nashville girls always look like this and I'm like oh don't touch me yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like turn around and walk it was just like the weirdest experience that we <laughs> talk the king of deuces taking a deuce and yeah. then they grab me by the arms but yeah that's my claim to fame
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like there's there's definitely like acts out there that it's like like we were saying like that you you can still listen to the music but just not like, not like and a, 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 like yeah like the, the one that I really kind of was like struggling with and I know it's social media so if you even posted this on social media people would be like outright like let's cancel him let's like, no <laughs> it's like well you didn't actually listen to the whole debate but okay but it's like you know, like R. Kelly, I'll still listen to Ignition. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you, you know, like, it's a great song, but that's not me going out then and saying to someone that's dealt with R. Kelly or people yeah. that have, wit- or like, dealt with similar situations. I'm not going in there facing me like, hmm, this is a great song. It's like, totally support R. Kelly. I'd be like, it's a good song. Just, yeah. if you have something against the song, fine. Like, I'll turn it off. But it's like, you know, for me, I'm not gonna, like, if I'm home alone, <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, well, Melanie really doesn't like R. Kelly, so I can't listen to R. Kelly. i am like, no. It's like i just don't listen to r kelly with melanie like whatever like you know like that's that's how it goes
1: you know what when the whole headley situation happened i knew a lot of people that worked with them and i think that i'm you know there are people who made decisions that actually affected not only their career but everybody else's career so i think when you write off a song you actually write off just that artist you write off every single person that's collecting royalties off of that and that's like yeah. paying their bills paying for the children to go to school paying for their groceries paying their house payment that like you can write off that artist but don't hurt the art because there are so yeah. many writers on it there's so many producers and i think that that's like such an important thing to say that you can not support the artist and you can unfollow them you can block them you can spam their account you can say whatever report them but don't hurt the art because it's not just that person who's affected by it yeah i think yeah something to remember i
0: i still like and again i feel like on this podcast if you went back from episode one to where we are now i feel like i'm a little bit more uh i don't know what the word would will call i guess it was a little bit more like walking the line where now i'm just kind of like i don't give a shit like this is act <laughs> like you know you want to be more or less honest with yourself too but like i still listen to Headley. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. It's like, you know, I think I've reached out to Jacob Poker. Like, I don't even know if it's a legit account, but I've reached out to him. Like, listen, you now you're going through some stuff, shit right now. But it's like, hey, if you ever did want to come on the podcast, like, listen, I support that. But it's like, you know, at the same point, I understand the whole yeah. beside it. But like, I think there's a whole difference in canceling someone completely and then giving them a fair second chance. But at the same point, it's like, okay, it's still a fine line to some people, but there are definitely like artists or people out there that I'm kind of like, okay, like, yeah, they've not done the greatest things in the past, but they've turned it around. Like I, I'm trying to remember, I think it was like, what's, what's the movie. I think it's like 21 jump street or whatever. They referenced the line of like, I it's like I used to hang out with Robert Downey Jr. or whatever. And that's when he was doing drugs and that's when he was cool or something. I think that's like the mom's line in the movie. I'm like, I didn't know that about Robert Downey Jr. It's yeah. like I just thought it was just a guy that was like really good <laughs> I mean, at acting, man. but it, you're, 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 okay, like whatever. But yeah, there are situations like that. You're like, okay, like they turned it around, so yeah. give him a second chance. But then there's always gonna be people that are like, No, I wanna cancel someone else today.
1: I think the Beebs is such a great example of like should have been canceled but was not and has totally come like full circle and now people are like such Bieber stands and like I'm a believer for life man I was like where were you when he was spitting on girls (laughs) like I'm sorry none of us were believers yeah Yeah. we all abandoned ship and now you know he's he's a husband and and a you know homeowner and he's a great person and I just feel like it's hard to grow up as a musician like to be that young yeah and I mean let alone kids who don't end up on social media and on some yep. huge billboard. You make mistakes. You teepee your Green Aunt <laughs> Sue's house and you leave garbage in a park and you're a delinquent or maybe you're not yeah. but you talk back to your mom. Like it's intensified when you're in the limelight and you're becoming the superstar at, like such a young age and there just needs to be like a little bit of forgiveness. I know yeah, yeah but yeah. you become a musician and you like put yourself subject yeah. to that. But they're kids.
0: There's a lot of examples I like I don't want to go into everyone with that, but like I like your example with Bieber because I was like on the fence like I when it was uncool to like Bieber, I was like, oh, okay, like I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still listening to music, but I'm like, oh, I'm just listening to like some Nickelback here. They're like that's worse. I'm just like, I mean, I mean Jonas Brothers to like keep going. I'm like, oh crap, all time low. They're like, that's better. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. I was listening to all time low. I want, I want to ask you like, besides, uh, because I, I want to get into a little bit of the music again here, but like, are you a kind of a movie person? Like, do you sit around and watch a lot of movies? I love movies. <laughs> it seems like such a, like, that seems like one of those, like, I, I'm going to make fun of myself, but that seems like such like a first date thing where it's like, hey, do you listen to music? Do you like movies? And it's like, <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't that. like music and I don't like movies. I'd be like, check, please.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, What kind of movies do you like, uh, I guess, watch during, well, especially during COVID, like what kind of stuff were you watching?
1: This year, uh, I guess it's almost been a year since we started this. This is yeah. no. Maybe. Uh, we, we started at the beginning of the, actually, MCU, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is crazy. Okay. I haven't, I mean, I watched all the Iron Mans when they came out, and but I hadn't watched, like, any of the Avengers movies. or um, And then WandaVision came out, and we watched WandaVision, and none of it made sense to us. So we're like, oh, okay, well, maybe we should go back and watch this from the beginning. <laughs> It's been so great to follow. And then they just came up with the Loki series. I'm literally looking at a little TVA poster I have in my office because I'm obsessed. Uh, you yeah. Know. And I just cannot believe how incredible uh, the Marvel series, I guess, Marvel Universe is. Yeah. It's more than just a series. So that's definitely been one that uh, through covid obviously netflix is a big one for our uh me and my partner as well we like like lock and key stranger things is supposed to be coming out apparently allegedly i've been waiting years for it um but i like all that uh sort of fantasy mystical exist yeah. but you know maybe there's a slight possibility that it could and it just gives me hope that this uh massive flying rock that we're living on is like a little bit more magical than we think it
0: is <laughs> <laughs> that's fair like do you have like i'll give you my example and you can give me one if you have one but like i know for say my birthday if i'm happy sad i think halloween definitely at christmas but like i have a movie that i'll go to and watch like all the time like i think it's funny because how i met your mother makes a reference of like when uh it's like ted was dating i i can't remember the girl's name but she was in like i think it's like gray's anatomy and he's like you have to like you better like star wars because he watches it when he's happy sad blah blah and i yeah. feel like that's like what my relationship is with whoever i end up with i'll just be like if you don't like this movie yeah. it's not like cutthroat i'm gonna like no but i just I'll probably be, be like i'd be like i'd probably die a little bit inside but it's like uh and the reason i'll bring it up is because when i was um i had like a stroke when i was 12 so i was in hospital and th- they have like a little small tv in your room i was supposed to have another person with me he ended up g- going home i was like oh so i have this whole room to myself and as a child you're kind of like well i would have liked to have a buddy but okay tbs used to show like late night movies and i believe it was like a random thursday night and it was like mr deeds and like i love that movie and I like I, movie. a lot of people will shit on it because it's not the original mr deeds goes to washington and all that but I'm, like to me and i don't know if this will make sense to you but it's like it's an adam sandler movie without overly being an adam sandler movie yeah. it's like it's not a lot of the cheap laughs or the shitty kind of humor but it's still there yeah. but it still gets to an essence and they take it from the actual movie. And I like Winona Ryder's part of it as well. It's actually why I became a fan of Winona Ryder, even though she's done like plenty of stuff earlier. I'm like, no, this is my go-to movie with Winona. But (laughs) do you have one of of those?
1: I do. And actually this year for my birthday, I spent it just with my partner and I. And I'm obsessed with Harry Potter. Uh, When I was growing up, my parents, we grew up in like a very religious home. And Magic was very frowned upon. We couldn't watch like <laughs> Wizards of Waverly Place or like That's oh, wow, a really? Raven, okay. Harry Potter. Uh, so when I turned 13, my brother moved to France. He was 18. He went to school there. He called me one day. He's like, Hey. Mom and Dad, they're jerks because Harry Potter's freaking awesome, and I just watched it for the first time at 18. What? Yeah, yeah. And so I read the first two books in like three days, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I literally have all the books right here too. Oh wow, okay. The geek is is real, and um, I just fell in love with it. So um, I used to love uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, but uh, The Half Blood Prince is great. And so this year for my birthday, I was by myself with my partner, and I bought a bottle of Giggle Water uh which is like a reference from harry potter and i made my own uh replica of H- harry's birthday cake that Hagrid okay. got him on his first birthday in the first book and it was like sat on with like the squiggly lines and it was great and i was actually wearing a harry potter shirt when i <laughs> missed our time and then i was like oh crap i gotta change oh
0: man the, harry potter, shirt would have, the harry potter shirt would have been awesome i i, I like okay. if i had if i had more time and i, I won't do it because i won't force it on you but it's like upstairs my niece has a um we got her for christmas because she really likes harry potter which i thought was interesting because she's only like nine or ten and i'm like okay whatever like because they're big books like even i at that age was not interested in reading these books but i remember going seeing the first movie and then i was bummed out because i went and looked over to my dad and he was asleep and i was like all right like uh this this kind of sums it up for me but um she has like a blanket upstairs and it's only like an easy blanket for like a nap or whatever but like full disclosure when she's not here or having a sleepover and i'm tired i will take out that because it's just a light blanket and i feel like she'll like come in one day and be like that is my blanket i'll be like i know but it's just i i, I just like it because it's a light blanket it's the <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
1: it's um, that's funny like the the series is so old now too um like when did the first movie came out in the 90s, early 90s, early 2000s? Actually funny story. So I have this book right here. And this trend went on TikTok where uh there's a couple limited edition books uh, okay. that are worth about $7,000. So like some of it is uh where it's distributed from uh if it's got, you know, certain uh numbers in the book and if on i think it's page 51 or somewhere around there 53 there's a shopping list yeah there we go on 53. and if wand is listed twice which mine is then it is uh the limited edition book now uh, i have a dog who is a complete a-hole and got into my room and ate the cover (laughs) so this was worth seven grand and now it's worth three dollars so there we go
0: Someone would still probably buy it. Just be like, I have the original series of the book. And like, yeah, it's a little bit too up. It. It's like when you go to university or college and you sell your books, like mine were always in mint condition because it's like, I kind of opened them, but treated them like I have to sell these again at some point. But like you would get ones, I, I don't know how well it was in like Vancouver area of your school, but like when we were in like junior high and you weren't paying for your books you would They'd like literally like yeah they would be falling apart you'd look open a health book and someone like drawing glasses on a girl with a mustache i'm like i'm a bit confused if
1: you were really lucky the person before was like really good with sharing their notes and there were notes in the whole book or like answers yeah. to tests and you're like
0: yeah this is magic yeah. I'll Keep this really so, so like as a kid it's great but as another like as a kid when you've seen like oh hey this is going to be on your test or whatever it's like oh that's great if they give you the same test but yeah. there's other times where it was like you would see some people would get so sketchy with it. And then like, just say it's like a lady driving a bike and then they'd make a speech balloon where it's like, I'm coming to get you. (laughs) And I'm just like, this is more entertaining than what we're actually learning. I know, like you said, you're a big Harry Potter fan. I, I came across this kind of to go off your point about when you said you just seen the Tobey Maguire clip the other day. I like seeing behind the scenes of, of films, whether like I really liked them or not, but they had one, i can't remember it's like harry potter i can't remember the guy's name now but uh or it's daniel R- rothcliffe daniel Radcliffe? Is it? yeah yeah so he he was you can hear his voice in the background saying that they pranked him by putting a fart machine in his sleeping bag and the other two characters that are supposed to be like the bad guys had done it and then you see i think it's supposed to be a very serious scene and then all of a sudden you hear the big like fart noise and and like those two guys laugh and then all the extras laugh and he's just standing there like like it's super embarrassed about it but i was like that's kind of funny to see because as a kid you literally thought these guys were like assholes bad guys and then as you get older you're like oh shit they're just actors and they're all having a good time like okay
1: <laughs> i think my favorite is where like i watched an interview with the guy that plays the main antagonist to harry potter so uh i think tom felton and daniel radcliffe and he's like it's there was a scene where they're like having a serious wand fight in, in a bathroom yeah. and he goes it's really awkward to tell somebody that i had a wand fight in a bathroom with my best mate <laughs> and i'm <laughs> like yeah i bet it is <laughs> yeah. and yeah. it's i think that you know when you work on a series like that you just have so much fun and um i guess <clears throat> daniel radcliffe actually struggled with alcoholism a lot oh, wow um, okay in like the fourth or fifth movie and he said that he can't stand watching those movies because he doesn't remember any of it because he was drunk the whole time oh wow and probably again coming back to that whole being really young and being super famous and and not being able to handle it i think that's probably like a lot of pressure and and uh from my understanding he's pretty cleaned up and 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 doing a great job but yeah Yeah. it's so weird
0: it is interesting that you mentioned that because i i know like sometimes with this podcast we like to talk like mental health and stuff on the side but like it's interesting that kind of concept when you see someone struggle and they come out on the other end because For the longest time, and I don't mean like to make kind of light of it, but it's like, I was looking at the character from Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, I was like, man, like, how has he just not, you know, one day you see a note that says Macaulay Culkin just couldn't deal with the world anymore, and he's gone. And then like, there's a part of you that goes like, you feel, this is all retrospect, it's like in your own imaginary sick world, but it was like man, like, I could see why he did it. Like, he was only famous for, like, you know, Home Alone and then the movie where mm-hmm. he gets stung by bees. And then I'm like, yeah, I totally get that. And, like, that's as a child. As he gets older, they're kind of like, yeah, we don't want you anymore. You're not attractive to us anymore kind of thing. But I'm like, good for him for doing his own, like, podcast. I think he was on, like, Jimmy Fallon not that long ago to support, like, I think it's, like, Bunny Ears. And, like, he's an actual pretty decent person. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, it's good thing that he got through that because I could still imagine somewhere in, like, age 20 if he if you've read someone were like like yeah he committed suicide because i'm like oh it's sad but i get it yeah. it's the same with like the um uh jillel white i think has a podcast now too but like he was on like family matters as steve Urkel. but like there was fake rumors about him committing suicide and then leaving a ju- leaving a note of like it's like uh, i did i do that and i'm like i could probably see that but at the same point i'm like Good for you. Good for you for making it out on the other end. Yeah. Well, and like
1: Macaulay Culkin is such an interesting one too with like the whole Michael Jackson stuff. Yeah. And um, I I got reintroduced to Macaulay Culkin. Um, His brother was in a Movie 43 episode, which is really funny. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, uh, but very funny. And um, the whole family is like pretty talented, but I watched a video for a pizza ad in New York where it was just like, Macaulay Hulkin opened up a bag of pizza put some seasoning on it and ate it and then that was the whole ad it was like a three minute commercial it was the weirdest thing and I feel like that was his like reintroduction into uh you know hollywood and now he and brenda song who was uh london tipton from yeah like, they're you know their <laughs> parents they're together they're having like this beautiful healthy life and it is really crazy to see just that that whole turnaround for him so that is great and uh hopefully we'll be getting to see some some stuff and maybe you know he'll end up on snl making fun of himself
0: be, he'll, yeah he'll redo it, a home alone i want to ask you because i know we kind of went over like who you were listening to or getting the influence from with music. But now we're coming into 2020, which sounds crazy because I've, i literally relate to the friends one where I think it's like Ross and Chandler punching Joey. And like one is 20 or it's like, one is the year 2020 one is the year 2022 and you're 2020 in the middle. And I'm like, I get that. But um, I want to ask you like, what do you see in 2020 22? Like, what are you, what are your plans? What are some things you're working on?
1: So that's such a good <laughs> question. I think. Um, I was hoping shows were going to be happening at this point, but, uh, everything that I've had has been canceled and, and, uh, any plans that I've made for this year have totally been, you know, flipped upside down. So I'm not entirely sure what'll happen. And, uh, I am kind of taking a bit of a turn on my music. It's going to be a little okay. bit more punky, a little bit more real and which I think it'll be fun. I've got a lot of pent up anxiety and aggression from the last two years so i think the songs will have a lot of energy behind them hopefully a tour that'd be really freaking awesome (laughs) (laughs) maybe go back to radio and and uh, definitely some christmas music but as far as like solid plans like it's very up in the air um yeah. i mean lifestyle stuff i'm going back and forth to columbia to help derek with stem cells uh, okay I'm going for a third treatment and uh, or his third and i say weird because when you
0: are oh, um, yeah yeah yeah
1: you become one you like that one episode <laughs> yeah. of how i met your mother where like Lily and oh Marshall, yeah well, yeah one that's yeah, me it's like,
0: it's like it's like it's like we gotta go pee it's like
1: <laughs> we like oatmeal <laughs> yeah, we like <laughs> and um so i think like those are some big exciting things. Uh, but other than that, I mean it's just enjoying life and and trying not to get too too down with the social situation. I think a lot of people are getting depressed and,
0: and, and down with sickness.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah! Right. Like, thank God I haven't gotten COVID, and you know, wear my mask, wash my hands, do everything you can to stay safe, and and stay educated on you know all the preventative measures and and uh, all that. And and so I think as far as next steps, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens.
0: <laughs> no, like I I agree with you. It's like it's been kind of a weird. I want to say like a year and a half or so but when you were saying like you know hopefully doing tourism again i'm just like listen mass and olds will come to newfoundland in like 20 <laughs> <Yes>. years like <laughs> yeah no, she's, like, she's, like, she's like she's like she's like i'm she's she's like she's like i'm actually really young right now and i don't want to go but like when i'm 50 and no. i need the money let's go to newfoundland no. i'm like yeah that's fair
1: <laughs> I still, okay well i've never been to newfoundland but i have been to pei Okay, and, it's an
0: island. I'll accept it.
1: I, I mean, and you know, kind of area. I, considering yeah. I'm from Vancouver.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, it's like it's like me saying to somebody, it's like, oh yeah, I've been out to BC. It's like, where were you? I'm like, well, like Alberta, and yeah. they're just still like, they're <laughs> yeah, like, that's thing. not the same thing. I'm just like, but from the east side of things, I get <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah,
1: But it was it was actually amazing. I went for the ECMAs. Um, I fell in love with the east coast culture and. Um, I think they're actually probably pretty similar to, like, the West Coast, actual West Coast, like, coastal yeah. life. Okay. Um, Very friendly, very easygoing, and uh, I loved the vibe, so I would absolutely come back in a heartbeat to any island that would accept me. Obviously, COVID rules are <laughs> right there. Um, so, hopefully, when things open up, I can come back open i'm just gonna wipe my dripping nose because it's it's, it's beautiful and the people are great and uh the music is amazing so i in a heartbeat will come back before i'm 50. i swear to god if it's not before i'm 25 in two years i will be very upset
0: yeah i want to ask you to kind of clue it up do you want to play a a very kind of uh, a random fun game
1: yes i'd love to
0: Uh, all right uh i'm gonna throw out some random questions they're gonna be like you you can pass on them it's not like one of those things where it's like hey you better answer, answer this. Question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I want to ask you: Do you remember your like most embarrassing moment?
1: Yeah, I used to competitively dance, and there was this really cute. Oh, I that's not the embarrassing moment.
0: Oh, <laughs> I, I was just gonna stop you there and be like, oh my god, that is it. Okay.
1: Um, and we used to go to these dance conventions, and there was this really cute break boy from the island of victoria or nanaimo or somewhere we all creeped him and found him on facebook because we were obsessed you yeah. know i don't know why and we were all like really into him he was really cute he could break dance and spin on his head and we're like oh my god he's so cute and anyways always wore like yeah. this purple toque and we're like oh my god it's purple tooth guy yeah. and i had two friends that just thought it would be really funny and we're walking past him to pants me walking up the stairs and so that's definitely
0: one of, your, one of your most embarrassing my moments. My most yeah.
1: embarrassing. I mean, it's definitely a good one, too. So it's like <laughs> most embarrassing and one of my favorite moments.
0: <laughs> Do you remember, I guess, the first song that you ever learned, like the first cover that you ever learned?
1: Yeah, it was Crazy by, um, is it Gnarls Barkley?
0: Oh, really? Okay. Make me crazy. <laughs> yep. oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I think, I, like, I feel like if you asked a guy with a guitar what his like first one was it would probably be like wonderwall
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah i feel like i grew up with a lot of people that just like wonderwall i like wonderwall but it's like to the point where it's like i'm gonna put my own twist on it listen gary yeah Doug tried it keith tried it we just want the original if you can't perform the original leave it be yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you remember like i guess your first celebrity or first musician that you ever met and like where you starstruck? St- strong
1: i don't even know if i've met anybody like crazy
0: famous sparkley no
1: sparkly <laughs> i wish yeah, yeah. then i would freak out yeah, actually yeah. no i met uh, miley cyrus's sister noah at a tattoo okay. shop she told me i had nice makeup i screamed at her it's sephora and i walked away because i was so nervous billy ray cyrus was in the back getting his like arm tattooed actually my dad and i wanted to go get tattoos while we were in la recording yeah. thank you and um i was like oh there's this shop just down the street and they're like yeah like you know it's studio city a lot of celebrities you might run into somebody and i'd like totally bumped into noah cyrus and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry and she's like that's okay i really like your makeup and i was like thanks a sephora <laughs> and i was like <laughs> totally freaked out and then i was like dad we need to get out of here he's like why like i thought we were getting tattoos and i was like no we need to get out of here right now um because that's a mullet back there and that's billy fucking ray cyrus and he's like oh okay we need to go <laughs> yeah
0: the last um kind of random question is if you had to pick like i guess a perfect day to do either like any activity you wanted or like a perfect day in general like what kind of things would you do on that day
1: oh a perfect day um i'd wake up i'd have a nice cup of coffee because i freaking love coffee it is the only food group that i give a shit about and um I'd probably, my favorite thing, I mean, growing up in the West Coast, you really love mountains. And I think when you go to somewhere that doesn't have mountains, you feel like really vulnerable or almost like naked. Like you just feel really exposed. A fe- like a perfect day for me would be shutting off my phone and, and just going to the mountains and uh, you know, it's a really emotional experience if you haven't had a chance to to hike up a mountain or, or sit on a mountainside and um, not to bum things down. I recently lost a, a friend to suicide and her favorite thing in the whole world uh, was mountains. And so now more than ever, I feel like that's probably like the only place okay. I would, would ever want to be.
0: <laughs> I, was, I didn't want to bring it up, but because yeah. you kind of mentioned it, like I noticed in one of your recent, I guess it was like Instagram post, were you getting a, a tattoo or something for her memory? Or... Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: I've got, uh, so the butterfly represents, well, my camera's backwards, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. but the butterfly represents, like, uh, somebody who's lost that now has, like, come to visit you, or it kind of represents new uh, beginnings, and uh, when she passed um the day after everybody was met with the butterflies who knew her and okay. uh, I was sitting in the backyard and a butterfly came up to me with a broken wing and just sat beside me and it felt like her and so for me um uh, just like a nice way to keep her on my by my heart all the time and also tattoos are badass so you know, a little you <laughs> yeah <mode. laughs>
0: I'm not like I'm not an overly tattoo person now I lost a teacher when we were in like a uh, high school because he had yeah. cancer and I've and when I went to uh, I think it was like. Uh, was it sports journalism we, we knew a, a, a kid who had cancer so like cancer is kind of big I also had a neighbor that like passed away to cancer but I made these two little like uh, wristbands so I made oh. these ones for our class and then I think his parents gave me this one that says Thomas on it so like they're not, like it's nothing big like I know these things were probably bigger when you were younger but I'm like I don't care. It's like the littlest thing that you can wear.
1: Yeah.
0: And like, it doesn't affect like your arms or anything. I, it's funny because when I go to soccer, they'll tell me to take them off. I'm like, really? Who does? who is this fucking Who's hurting? hurting. <laughs> like, like, oh shit, your wristband whipped me. I'm like, it's rubber but you know
1: what the, the smallest things mean the most though it's the same i have this ring that i got and we didn't even get it together but when we were coming back from getting poutine one time we found a matching one sitting on the ground and she yeah. picked it up and she's like it matches yours like it's meant to be yeah and uh so when she passed i i hadn't been able to find it for years and for some reason it showed up on the bedside table it was really weird and uh i haven't taken it off since That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Madison Olds for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, thanks for listening, and good night.
0: Come on a journey like no other. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts,
1: Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
0: I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617